Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. According to the total numbers on there, uh-huh. I'm pretty popular. And so I have to say, I have to agree with him. You're pretty weird. I am weird. Actually, so. and that's what my stand up was about that he, that, <laughs> that he nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, what's up? It's Iceman. My back is kind of hurting, so I'm gonna lay down and see okay. how this goes. I, I feel like I feel like it puts me in a more chill vibe, you know. I feel don't I seem very chill? No, you seem high strong. Don't I seem like so chill, like all the chill people are? No, you seem like you're you're compensating. Because Everyone that watches this video will be like, "Damn, she is relaxed. What a relaxed person." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we uh, occasionally take questions from you all out there anyone that wants to ask a question you are free to ask a question you can submit your question to podcast at nikki.limo that's podcast at n-i-k-k-i dot l-i-m-o and you can ask us literally anything not guaranteed to have an answer but you can ask us anything people do tend to ask us relationship questions just a disclaimer we are not experts at anything so take it all as you will like it's up to you you don't this is not professional advice 
But um, yeah, ask away. So, are you ready, Stephen? Yes. Green. Yes. Limo. Yes. Um, no, it's not my name. <laughs> this first one is called, Is the Quarter Life Crisis Real? Oh, I like this title. I don't read these beforehand either, so just so you know if you're new. Just so you know. Just so you know. If just you want just to... so you know. FYI. Yeah. What? If you want well, to. Well, if they want to sneak in some, some things and make us say them, they can because we don't read them before. Well, if I read it and I don't like it, I'll be like, Mark, cut that one out. No, this is live. <laughs> it's live. It's live broadcast right live. now. Hey, stop talking shit about me. I see that comment. <laughs> All right. Hey, Nikki and Steve, big fan of the podcast. Thank you. I've been listening since the pandemic started and really enjoy all the advice you give. It's really insightful and I like how it's not the general advice that people always give. You know, the follow your heart cliche, which not going to lie, I sometimes need to hear. But my dog also has been getting the best out of me listening to your podcast because we go on hour long, sometimes even hour and a half long walks. Thanks to you guys. Oh, that's awesome. You guys are amazing and I hope you know that. Anyway, if you could please give any advice to help me with my current situation, I'd greatly appreciate it. You got it, Let's go. listener 101. So I've been feeling kind of stressed and depressed lately because of my life trajectory. For context, I'm a 26-year-old guy living in my parents' basement, just graduated from... People actually live in their parents' basements. That's not like a meme, huh? I thought it was a meme. I thought it was this a meme, time. too. That was 100% a meme. thought it was something politicians right, used to slam not, the kids. So stop hurting people's feelings. <laughs> okay. I'm a 26-year-old guy living in my parents' basement, just graduated from my second degree and working at an entry-level bank job that pays basically minimum wage. My first degree was in sociology, which ended up being kind of useless, so I thought I'd give up. I thought I'd give teaching a shot and got my BED last spring. What's that? Bachelor's um, uh, erectile dysfunction. (laughs) (laughs) BED. I wonder what that is. No idea. Huh. All right. Well, anyway. I think maybe I, bachelor's education. I don't know. I don't That's know. always a, That's B, a BA is a bachelor's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let us know in the comments if you know what that is. Yeah, please. I think I got scared of going into the real world after my first degree. So I panicked and stayed in school thinking that it'd be a better payoff in the long run. But now I'm realizing that I lost a lot of time because I wasn't even that passionate about teaching. But in Alberta, Canada, where I'm from, teachers make pretty good money. So it wasn't too hard to convince myself and my Asian parents that I'd be financially okay later in life. Anyway, now I'm feeling lost because I know I'm better than a minimum wage job. I have two degrees and I was the president of a pretty known global business club at my university, so I gained a lot of soft skills. But now that I'm applying for jobs, I'm realizing that I'm not as technically skilled as other people and that I don't even stand a chance. I've been applying for jobs and getting constantly rejected over and over again with the same answers that I'm not a good fit for the role to the point where I sometimes tear up at night because I've never really been slapped in the face this hard and this much before. Ooh, yeah. Rejection's a bitch, dude. (laughs) I'm in this sort of weird cycle because I have student loans to pay so I don't have money. And because I don't have money, I'm working at the bank to make some money, which is taking up all my time. It's an entry-level job, so I'm not getting any real valuable experience, which I need to get another job that pays more so I can make more money to pay off my loans. Oh, and of course, move out because, again, my pride is sort of shot because I still live with my parents. Another thing that gets me is being in that weird mid-20s age where I'm not a young 20-year-old kid with potential anymore, but I'm not an experienced 30-year-old guy who people look up to either. I feel unwanted and like I'm slowly fading away. Oh my gosh. A lot of my friends have good paying jobs, are moving to different cities, buying houses, and starting families 
well, I'm in this weird place in life where I'm not really proud of where I am or what I would have accomplished because I haven't seen any fruits from my labors. I even sometimes question why my current girlfriend is with me. We've been dating for six months. She's a 25-year-old nurse who's been living by herself debt-free for quite some time now and is ready to move to the States to start her next chapter in life. So I guess my question to you guys is, how do I get out of this rut? Did you guys ever feel like this in your mid-20s in terms of being stressed out with finances, comparing yourself to others, and feeling like you're stuck and knowing that you could be doing more but you aren't? Any advice to someone who's currently feeling like this? It would help me out a lot if I could get your insight. Thanks yes, in advance. We got P.S. I'm pr- so proud of you guys. I've been watching you guys since I was a kid but didn't really start connecting with your content until the pandemic started. And it's crazy to think that you've both made it so far. My girlfriend wants to move to the OC, but I convinced her that Vegas is the move because of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Hey, hope, we love it. I hope Vegas is treating you well. And again, that's... In, thanks in advance, JL. Okay. JL, I got you. Are you ready for this? I'm not kidding. Follow your heart. <laughs> Damn, huh? Brilliant. Deep, huh? Brilliant. Deep. Deep shit. So good. No, look, you're in it's a rut. Callback. You're in a rut. You're in a rut. That's it. Like, And ruts are only broken when you do something extreme to break yourself out of the pattern. Or just get yourself out of the comfort zone. That's it. But you got to do something that's like, yeah, exactly, uncomfortable mm-hmm. to get yourself out of it. Whatever that is. Like, yeah. Even like what you're talking about with your girlfriend, you're you're envious that maybe she's going to move or whatever. Why not you? Like like you got to start putting yourself in those positions because you're worthy too. Yeah. She's not doing anything that you're not capable of doing, bro. You have two fucking degrees. I don't have two fucking degrees. Like you 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 have earned um, your right to pave your own path in life, my friend. You just have to actually look down. You know what you have to do? You have to look at the empty wall and see all of your certifications and go. You know what? I deserve nice things too. And, and I think that's what you're missing. Mm, yeah. There's a couple parts to this, I think, too. Because it's not just so easy as being like, I deserve this and now I can have it. He's also got all this student debt that he thought would be getting paid off because yep. um, he thought you'd, you'd get like a better paying job right away. Having two degrees, you know, you think that you'd just be qualified for it. And that's what, you know, people always get mad at us when we're like, hey, college isn't for everyone. But that's what I'm talking about is like, sometimes you have to like before you pick your thing like figure out if that's really what you want to do yeah, number one going by the what's the job market um in that it's, you're, you're not guaranteed a job anymore like you used to be yeah so like my parents they like really honed in on this like you have to go to college because otherwise you're not going to get any good jobs and the world has changed drastically since the 80s okay and and that i feel like that the 80s was probably the last era of that being like the only way to the future you know going to had the, that traditional college route was the way and um i'm not blaming anyone that still has that mentality for a lot of people it it is a source of security because if you get licensed in something like if you have a degree in something especially if it's a professional degree like accounting or uh law or um you know well you did teaching you know so if it's a professional degree then yeah usually you do have a better shot at getting hired uh but the job market's crazy you know and and like this pandemic happened so there's you know being a teacher the schools are shut down then they're not shut down then they are but you got to do all these things and I don't know. It's just, it's, you can never be guaranteed anything. So that's number one. If you are like thinking like you're owed a job because you completed the degrees. And I'm not saying that you are are saying that, but like there are some people that have that mentality when they graduate that like now they've earned a job. 
but you haven't because you don't have any of the job experience. So like there's a lot of people, like you said in your letter that or in your email that like have the experience, which a lot of employers value more than the degree. And it's crazy because, yeah, you're not like told that. And so you're not wrong for thinking that you should be hired, but it's just not the reality of what's happening right now. Yeah. And then you're stuck with this this student loan bill. But I want you to know to not beat yourself up over it. Like, I know it's hard because I'm saying all this to you and it's like, damn, Nikki, like I'm in debt, student loan debt, and you're saying I'm not guaranteed a job and I feel like shit about it. And now you're saying like, there's like no, there's no like light at the end of the tunnel. That's not what I'm saying. Cause I want you to know that you're not in control of anything. Like you're just not, you're not entitled to anything and you're not in control of anything. But that also is, is good in some ways. Like what Steve said, because you're not in control of anything, you can choose a different outcome. Like yeah. you can go a different direction. You can you can kind of create a different life. Like what are you really passionate about? That was one thing that I was that was lacking from your email is that I don't know what you, you want to do. And maybe you don't know. Yeah, maybe I think you, he maybe doesn't. you don't know. I think he doesn't. But if there's something that brings you joy that you're like, I can't wait to do this thing. If only I didn't have to do all these other things, I would be doing this one thing every day. Like kind of take a look at that. Like, take a look at that, maybe build on that, maybe start doing more of that in your free time. I know it, it sounds shitty because it's like, well, shouldn't I be like job hunting or doing something to work on this other problem during my free time? But sometimes it can like, it can really help and it can kind of steer the direction of your life in a, in a way that doesn't get you stuck in this rut forever. Because right now you are 26 and that's still young, but like that's still like you have so much life left to change. And there's so many people that don't find it until they're in their like 40s. So don't think that you're too old, you know, don't think that like, cause I know you're comparing yourself to other people. Um, but you're on your, everyone's in their own lane. You know, my parents had kids at 22. Some would say they were ahead of other people in the building, the family, you know, depending on yeah, yeah, what, what your, your go is. goals are. Yeah. But that wasn't one of my goals was to have a family at 22. So, mm. you know, everyone's goals are different. You are in a, your own lane. You'll find it when you find it. Give yourself a little breathing room. I know that it sucks. So you like your pride's a little hurt that you're living with your parents. But be thankful that you have a place to live while you kind of get your life in order. Like that, that's cool that you have like your basic needs kind of covered while you're figuring all the shit out. Um, it's always nice to have. And uh, I would, I would start looking if you're going to be at an entry level job anyway, maybe start looking at an entry level job that also gives you some skills in the field that you want. You know, maybe there's like a teacher assistant position or like something, if that's what you want to do, if you want to be a teacher, like if you want, if that's the field you want to go into, maybe something that is actually in the education. Whoa. Dude, Tommy is obsessed with me. He's, He's trying to clown my you. head. All right. No, uh, my point, real quick, my friend, it, it's very simple. What are you obsessed with? What's something that you really love to do? And maybe it's something that doesn't seem like it could be a job for you. But I want you to know that it can be because we live in a unique world. You're actually very lucky to live yeah, in this in time. In this time, this, you could do anything. We, we live in a niche market, right? Where, like, literally on YouTube, People who paint little fucking toy figurines yeah. can make a living. So you just don't know like what you're capable of if you have an interest and if you're if you care about There's it. There's an audience for that. Yeah. So, so you just have to decide what you know, really just ask yourself, 
honestly, fuck all the work, fuck all the college, all the things that you're thinking about. Fuck all the money, like fuck my, like just, fuck just everything. Don't think about that don't right think now. About any I'm, of that. I'm asking you to think about one thing. What do you? What can't you wait to talk about or do? Whatever that is, yeah. you know, that's what you need to start building towards. I'm not telling you to drop everything and do that. I'm telling you, there's your goal, right? That's what you need to start building towards. Something, where, some avenue that exists where you can do that, talk about it, whatever it is. Or do uh, it, like, or if, you know. Or cover it. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever the fuck. There's so many um, avenues now to do. Even if it's teaching, what do you want to teach? What subject is it that you can't wait to, like, teach well, people yeah, about? Yeah, but he says because he doesn't like teaching. What, did he Did he say that? Yeah, or? pretty much. Oh. But, but, the, but my point is, like, maybe... The, it was the subject. Maybe there's something that he really can't wait. That's what I was saying. It was that like oh, okay, you yeah. can teach it on YouTube or yeah, yeah, you can yeah. teach it yeah, in a sure. different platform or arena, something that that wasn't possible back when like the traditional college route was being was being like Curved established. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So just ask yourself that, my man. And 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 if you can do that, um, and you can answer that, then you're more ahead than most people. If you can't yet. It's time to start looking around and trying to like activate your interests, trying to you know look around and gather information about yourself because you're missing something about yourself. I, think. I also think that exploring more of what you're passionate about will build more confidence too. Hundred percent. It sounds like you know you you've been rejected a lot. Your confidence is low, and you know you're even questioning why your girlfriend likes you. Bro, you should not question that. Yes. Well, I mean, it's a confidence issue. But exactly. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Normal normally you don't even question that. But right. because you got yourself into this rut, you're looking at yourself in a way where you, you see all the things about you that she should see that are wrong instead of seeing all the things that she sees in you that is why she likes you more than anybody. So Yeah. You could you, either look at it credit. you could also either look at it like you don't got a lot going on or you could look at it like you don't got a lot to lose. So you could take a risk right now. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you're not risking a lot. So you could actually go try things, like go out of your comfort zone. And you could, and without the fear of losing something that you've established. Cause it's like you said, you don't, you're not, you don't like any of this stuff. So you're not, you're not risking. Look, you sound like a great dude. We're rooting for you. I know. I am rooting know how hard this for goes, you. Because we we really want to hear from you, definitely. And um, yeah, good luck to you, bud. For but real. I, and but also um, know that yeah, this uh, comparing yourself to others and feeling stuck. It's not like something that's just in your twenties. It it is it is waves and cycles. Like I definitely go through that in waves. It's not yeah. like you know you get everything figured out and then you're set. It's like you still go through those waves. Yeah, so this a, is good practice. Yeah, it's very good practice. Yeah, you're building thick skin. But I, I, I think that if you are able to get two degrees, I firmly believe that you can do anything you set your mind Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Come on, dude. So follow your heart. <laughs> nice. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really, I really, please do keep us posted, JL. Yeah, for real. All right. Next question. This one's titled, From One Pet Owner to Another. Okay. A pet question? I don't know if we've gotten a pet question before. This might be from the state of Nevada saying there's you a, have too many cats. There's something to download. Oh, it's a picture. Look at her. Oh, that's cute. Little puppy. Look at the doggo. Aw. Okay. I hope it's not a sad story. Okay. okay. Hi, Nikki and Steve. I love you guys, by the way. I've been binging your podcast and I've always wanted to submit a question, but not sure what to ask. Then I thought about my 14-year-old dog. I adopted Lola, a, a black Dachshund mix. 
Uh, is it Dachshund? Dachshund. Dachshund. Yeah. Okay. That's. I always get confused uh, when I see that. I only know because I had one. I okay, a black Dachshund know. mix. Uh, four years ago, I chose her because she was an older dog at the shelter, and for my first pet, I wanted one that is already a little bit trained. I think she was surrendered because her previous owner couldn't take care of her anymore, but I'm not sure about the details. She she taught me a lot about love and how I was worthy of being loved, even on my bad days. Oh my gosh, this oh my is God, my dude beautiful. that teaches me that. That's a beautiful thing to learn, honestly. I've come to love her so much, and I'm, I'm scared to say goodbye. My cousin's 16-year-old dog passed away last year, and she... Uh, would still co- sometimes cry at night. How do you cope with an aging pet? P.S. Feel free to give a nickname. I know my name isn't the easiest to pronounce for non-natives. I also attached a picture of Lola because I'm a proud dog mom. Thanks for reading and <laughs> wish you guys the best. Aw, what's your what's her uh, her name? Her um, can't nickname. believe it wasn't a dick pic. Okay, can't believe it wasn't a dick pic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we thought it would be. I don't know if I can give you any advice on this. Uh, whenever Franklin, like, he's my freaking soul soul kitty. He, today, I was crying just because of random shit. Just because that's what I do. It's <laughs> 100% true. <laughs> and he always comes up, like, he knows. And he just purrs so loudly into my ear and just really lets me know that I'm loved. And yeah. that he's not going anywhere and he's fucking here. And I've never had a pet like that. I mean, on I've had a lot of cats and I've had cats that I really, really love, but I've never had a cat like this. And he's 14. He's turning 15 this year. And cats can live up to 20, 25 for indoor cats. They can live very long. But the average lifespan is 17. And and so I know that my my years are numbered. And um, I get sad every fucking day about it. So Well, look. I don't you know, know. You don't know. You know what it's all about. It really is about one thing, right? Yeah. The way that Lola taught her to love. Yeah. Is something nobody can ever take away from her ever, and that's 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 all it is. It's just we all get limited amounts of time with the, the people and the animals and all the things that we love. And you know, I'll be very honest right now. Um, I just had a family member. My mother got diagnosed with cancer, and you know. It's just a. It's one of those times in in my life where I'm really looking at things and going like, like holy shit, you know, like this is, um, you know, what what uh, what do I think about when I think about my mother? And oh my god, I wouldn't even be the same guy. Yeah. So it's it's um. That's all we've got is, we've got what they what they gave us. Yeah. And we're so thankful. Um, but also, I think my mom's gonna be okay. Like, um, she's the toughest chick I ever known. Not worried about her at all. But you know, um, that's the whole thing. It's it's just one of those things where you you do always think about that the finite reality that we all live in. Yeah, it, it, the immortalness, the the temporariness of everything. Um, you yeah cherishing the moments you have with them for sure and then also you know i was i i talked about this in a different episode because i had i was really struggling with this last year and i had to talk to my therapist about it because i just i just it's like when things are going bad you're thinking about all the issues and problems and stuff and you're trying to fix them but then when things are going good for me at least i'm like how long is how long do i get to keep this yeah, you know exactly. how long do I how long do I get this because it because it feels so good and I was just in something so bad and 
And like I was talking about how I'm so fortunate and grateful to have a husband I really love and he loves me back and and like my all my family is healthy and happy and my cats are all like alive and and super sweet and you know the 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 place we live is great and I'm just like if any one of those ended I would be devastated and how do I how do I handle that knowing that it's kind of inevitable that eventually one of those things will end some of them sooner than others and I I just couldn't handle it like I really just started freaking out and also <laughs> um <laughs> and also I was listening to a lot of 90s music at the time and it was giving me all this nostalgic feelings but also making me super sad realizing that the 90s was 30 years ago yeah and like sure. how fast that goes you know how fast 30 years went in yeah. a blink of an yeah, eye it did. and i'm like so you know 10 years is gonna go faster than that and i'm just like how long do i have with this you know and it goes i was just getting eaten alive by it and my therapist was telling me it was asking me to talk about these things like each each thing like the memories i've had with my mom, my you know, my husband, my cat. And while I was talking about each one, just like you were talking about how your dog taught you to love and what Steve was saying, like that that she, that she she gave you something that no one could take away from you. What these moments give us and our experiences with these people and and, and like the time that we've had together, it it does a piece of them they're they're essentially giving their giving us a piece of them a piece of their soul a piece of their energy and we take that on and it and it then lives in us and so it's they're never fully gone you know their physical body may pass away we may lose we may not get to experience future moments with them but the essence of who they were and their energy and everything they taught us lives on through us and it was just so beautiful that, you know, she was talking about a rose bush and how the roses are so pretty and then they, every season they die, but the rose bush lives and the rose bush continues to grow more roses. And, and that's how life is, you know, the spirit doesn't die and it's going to be a fucking bummer no matter what. I don't even know what to say because I think about this all the time, but at least you, they did give you something like Steve said that, that no one could ever take away from you. And it'll live on through you. Like their spirit and energy and every all of that lives on through you. Yeah, and honestly, what if you didn't have Lola? Like, aren't you lucky? You know, and that's, you know, I just got through telling my mom that. Like I talked to her about like two hours before we did the show and like, you know, the whole thing that, really resonates with me is it's just that I I mean my mom and me have a special relationship like she really uh, is like the moral center I think of my life yeah taught me about being a man um, really really um, well and uh, yeah I, I, I just think that nobody could ever take that away from me um, she shaped who you are yeah 100% I mean, both my mom and dad did. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like in mom mode right now, so I'm thinking about my mom the most. But, you know, yeah, I really feel I'm very thankful to her as well because because 
um, thanks to her and her emotional availability with me, even at a young age, which she would call crying, um, I was able to listen to her and what she meant. So even while she's like crying or like going through something, you know, she's embarrassed and, but she was still communicating with me what was going on. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, I can process information during heightened emotional moments better than I ever could have done it if she wasn't that honest with me. Yeah. And so, you know, she gave me so many gifts like that. So, yeah, I mean, look, I hear you. Um, everything's relative. So everything that you're dealing with with your dog, I honestly feel the same way about my mother and the same way about Franklin. None of this is like, well, that's a cat and that's a dog and that's somebody's mom. Like this is all like, yeah, this is all relative, man. This is all like it's, your, it's all they the, all shape us. And the love, it's the love yeah. really. Like the love that they give you and it's reciprocated back to them. And it feels like, you know, if they go, then that piece of love, that love is gone too. Yeah, but that'll never but ever be gone from me. Yeah. Ever. But man, I don't fucking know, man. I could say all the beautiful words that I can and my, everything my therapist said, but I still don't know how I'm going to handle that. Yeah. Other than, you know, I had a cat that was like my freaking spirit cat when I was a kid. And like I got her when I was nine and she was definitely mine. Like, you know, she followed me everywhere. She slept with me every night, just like Franklin. Um, Franklin's a little bit more advanced than her, but she was, I just couldn't picture life without her. And when I moved to LA, I couldn't bring her with me because she was, well, I thought she was too old. She was 14 at the time, actually. And I still took Franklin with me to a different state. So I don't know how true that was. But my mom had told me that older cats don't like to move. And it's pretty, you know, it's relatively true. So I didn't bring her with me to LA. And I missed her so freaking much. I was like devastated without her. And I got Franklin the first month I moved to LA. And he wouldn't let me touch him, which even made me like even miss my cat more. Like I was just so sad that I couldn't just be with Pumpkin. And Franklin was a little shit. <laughs> and um, and I would go home and visit and I would just cuddle her. And I was just like so freaking sad. And then Franklin became my spirit cat, like my like another soul animal. Like he's just like an um, emotional support animal. We went through a lot together. He fell out of a window. Like we went through a lot together and like it, it created trust and a new relationship and he became my, my baby. And it was, I slowly, I don't know why I bit, thankfully like I, it was a slow detachment from pumpkin. And so when she finally passed three years later, finally, well, well, you know, like, know. no, I'm not like that. But like <laughs> when she eventually passed, yeah. I wasn't as heartbroken as I thought I was going to be because I, I wrote tons of journal entries on this. Like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with it, just like I do now with Franklin. And the only thing I can think of is like, well, maybe if we have a kid, we have, we'll have a kid. Yeah. yeah. That's the only and saving the, grace. A, that a baby <laughs> will take over the love that I feel yeah. for Franklin. And then you know what you'll say when Franklin goes? You'll say, know. finally. No, don't <laughs> say it. Don't. I'm having a moment. I That's know. mean. I'm kidding. It's fucking disrespectful to Pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin is um in a box in my parents' house. I know. I've seen her many times. Yeah. <laughs> 
I wanted to turn her into a diamond because you know you could do that. Well, that's cute, yeah. But I don't know how, and it's kind of old now, so I don't. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Because now she's like, she's like thirty something. You know, aged. I don't know. I don't know math right now. But anyway, we're gonna go on a break, and yep. when we come back, we're gonna answer more of your questions. So stay tuned. Burbs. Hey, buy whatever we tell you to buy, please. Thanks. Buy whatever we tell you to buy. Download what we tell you to download. Oh yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, Huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark, Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> we are back. And I didn't see this one before we started the episode. So usually I try to take Patreon questions first because that's part of being our patreon you will get your question answered on the show for show 
Um, and if you want to check out our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash sticky, S-T-I-K-K-I. We do live streams every month. We do where we play games and stuff. We do uh, extra episodes of Shit They Don't Tell You called Shit They Don't Tell You After Dark. We do, uh, Steve has a crypto live stream that he does every week. So there's a lot of stuff going on there, Discord and everything. And we answer your questions on the show for sure. So this one's actually a Patreon question update. Yeah. So she had previously asked a question and we answered it. Um, this email starts off with a ton of compliments, which I will, <laughs> which I will skip because it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's paragraphs. Egregious. It's egregious. Uh, she says she's running out of compliments and then proceeds to write okay. three paragraphs okay. of compliments. So you don't says, have to uh, beg. You don't have to beg. You're says, on the Patreon. She loves us and she's gonna and please buy kittens and coffee and. It's so it's so pretty and thought through. She's allergic to metal, but she she hopes we come out with a sterling silver That's version. That's hilarious. Maybe eventually we will. She's like, I love but, it so much. I'm allergic to it, the product, but I still wear it every day. And I'm no, I'm no, she highest. wants to get it, but she can't. Okay. But she would in a heartbeat if she could. That's cute. Um, and uh, anyway, so here's the update. After I wrote you guys the email, what my boyfriend said, his family, friends, and our roommates said about me bothered me so much that I confronted him about it. He clarified that they weren't even talking about me. They were talking about something else, but I grouped it in with what his best friend said and thought they were talking about with about me too when they weren't. My roommate confirmed that that wasn't what she said at all too. I honestly should have talked to him about how I felt before writing the email in hindsight instead of internalizing these negative thoughts that weren't even true. His best friend still did say we should break up, but my boyfriend said he doesn't agree with him at all. Did you, do you remember this? Yes, so she was um, concerned because her boyfriend was talking shit. Yeah, because the best friend said they should break up. Yes, and he was like, the boyfriend's like, like honestly, all these people are saying that we should break yes, up. Yes, that's, that. that's what the yes. email. And we se- said you don't like. have her back. What the fuck? That's fuck. Yeah, yeah. And so she's saying now the okay. other people right. actually didn't say that, but the best friend still did say that. Okay. But the boyfriend says he doesn't agree with him at all. I told him that his best friend saying that made me feel like I wasn't good enough for him, and maybe we should take a break. He told me he doesn't think that at all, thinks I'm an amazing person, and he sees how hard I am trying to do better, and that's the reason why he doesn't want to give up on the relationship. He sees how hard I'm trying in the relationship and in my own life, and he doesn't want us to take a break and move away from each other because he does care a lot about me, and he'd miss me. He told me he thinks I focus too much on him and the relationship and wants me to just focus on myself right now. He said that I need to start building a life outside of the relationship because I'm focusing way too much on us, and he's honestly right. Growing up with narcissists has caused me to hyper-focus on my loved one's needs instead of my own out of fear of losing them if I don't. I have a lot of social anxiety from what happened with my ex-best friend, but my boyfriend encouraged me to push through the social anxiety and try to build a relationship with our female roommate by spending more time with her, so I did. I've started getting back into tarot reading again, which has helped me a lot with getting back in touch with myself. I mentioned one of our big problems is me not paying my bills on time, so my therapist has helped me with setting up systems so that I know which bills are due and when, and my boyfriend has even told me I've gotten way better with bills and he's proud of me. Even though I do still at times focus too much on him, I've gotten better at catching myself and redirecting my thoughts back to myself and what I need to do for me. Thank you guys again for the advice. You are 100% right that I need to focus on myself right now, and I'm slowly getting better at doing that with time and practice. I know it's going to be hard, harder staying in the relationship, and I know you guys hit the breakup button pretty hard, and I think I should it. focus I believe, on I rebuilding myself. It. Yeah. But my, I feel like my boyfriend's straight up telling me I need a life outside of him and encouraged me to focus on more on myself is a good thing, right? What do you guys think? I'm so sorry again for the long email. It sounds like you have a more supportive boyfriend than you portrayed. Yes. Um, it sounds like he he has your your best interests uh, um, in his mind. Yes. The concerning thing that I have is maybe just a language thing where I keep on hearing like, I don't know, it, it sounds like, 
everyone kind of agreed, like her boyfriend, all these people are like, hey, we all agree that you need to get better, uh-huh. <laughs> which is weird. It's just a weird thing to hear because I don't have enough context maybe. Like, to, uh-huh. like I'm not saying to break up, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that shit. I just hope that it's not like, hey, like you need to get better and like all this shit. It sounds like he's being more supportive than last time, but maybe I'm more, I'm more um, biased because of what we heard last time. Yeah, I mean, I keep hearing language like, you know, my boyfriend knows I need to get better, and like I need, I know I need to get better, but it's like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I don't know what the better part means. Yeah, what does like, that mean? What, yeah. what part exactly. needs to get better? Exactly. I don't, I don't really understand that part, but um, it, it sounds like and this is just me piecing together the email. Yeah, it sounds like in context of um, her needing to. Get more balance. Yeah, be well, codependent. Yeah, le- yeah, be less codependent. Yeah, be le- exactly. Yeah, yeah. And she she even admitted like through some self reflection that she's she grew up with narcissists and so she she was trained that the only way to be loved is by you know making them the center of your world. And so yeah. now she's making him the center of his of her world, and he's like, "Yo, chill. You need to build the life outside of me." Because then. Anything, any little thing going on in the relationship, she's freaking out. She may, may be freaking out over yeah. and And it sounds like she's like over exaggerating some things maybe because she's so hyper-focused on the relationship. Yeah. And so like so people-pleasing. And sometimes it's just suffocating for people. For sure. And so, um, yeah, I'm really happy for you. I'm so proud of you for, we were very for proud of you. focusing on yourself. And like it sounds like you're making a lot of progress. And also with um, with the bills thing, I know that you were you're struggling and that also can make you... I think that you have a confidence issue, to be honest. Like, I think the root of everything is this confidence issue. And that does stem from not having your own interests that you're building outside of a relationship, you know, like your own thing that you could, you know, put your flag in and be like, I know how to do this. I am skilled at this. I am. Doesn't matter what anybody does to me. I have this. I have this this thing. Nobody could take it away. And, and so I think you are building that. And I'm, I'm really happy for you. I, I really, I would love to continue getting updates on on how things are progressing yeah Yeah. because the more balanced you are in all these areas of life and we did an episode on on balancing all the areas it does make you less less uh tense about needing things to be a certain way in this certain area that you're putting all your focus on because you're kind of just like hey we're watering all of the buckets and life is flowing rather than like why isn't the seed growing? Why it should be a flower by now? I watered it. Like I'm watering it again, and you're maybe you're watering it too much. Okay, Makes sense. Yeah. and the flower is not growing because it's overwatered. Right. And so when you're when you spread it out a little bit, you let the garden grow. Like it's that. nice. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I like that you're hanging out with this your roommate more and getting more girlfriend. You're just building action. independence, which is good. You are. You're building a more balanced life. And it sounds like your guy wants that for you, which is really good. I'm glad to hear that. And you have a therapist, which is great. Yeah. I think you're just 100% headed in the right direction. Yeah, good for you. We won't press the breakup button this time. You know what? We're going to unpress the breakup button. Mark, Mark, please play it in reverse. Thank you. (laughs) He is dead. He is dead. Thank you. Nobody will understand what you're saying. I got your back. Thank you. I'm the only one. Paul's dead. Anyway, next question. Paul's daddy died in 66. We don't know if he died or not. He was replaced. Thank you. But he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) 
so good. This question is question for the podcast. That was, you know what? How selfish that was. It was literally just for you and me. That's it. I know. All right, go ahead. But he's dead. I know. I can debate this with any motherfucker that wants to come at me. <laughs> Who right wants now? to say Paul McCartney's Who not wants dead? To say let's say fucking Paul McCartney's go. alive. Let's hey, I, let's throw gloves. Let's go. I will debate Paul McCartney right now yep, about 100%. it. Hundred percent. Right now. Hundred percent. You mean anyway. Billy Shears? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, Steve. Okay, thank you. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> 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 okay. Hi, okay. Nikki and Steve. I'd like to be kept anonymous if that's cool. Sure, sure. Anonymous Patty. Give me whatever name. I don't care. All right. Anonymous Patty. Anonymous Anyways. Patty with the big old fucking pussy lips. Wait, let me just make sure her name's not Patty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anonymous <laughs> big pussy lip Patty. No, she got the big pussy lips. <laughs> Anyways, hi. I've been a fan of your, a big fan of your podcast here and Big Mood. Our chief competitor. Please edit that out, Mark. And have watched you on YouTube since you and Steve got engaged. Oh, my God. Whoa. That was like an eternity ago. For real. We've been, we're like a thousand years old. That restaurant, by the way, is no longer exists. It doesn't? Roy's in Hawaii, yeah. What? It's gone. Waikiki Roy's? Yeah, gone. Oh, shit. Where I proposed to you, gone. Sad. Leveled. They turned it into a graveyard. They did. Anyway. Uh, my quick round of compliments. Nikki, I can't thank you enough for how relatable you are and how I've always felt like your audience is just your friends. It's always brought and continues to bring me a sense of community and belonging. So thank you for that. Oh my God, I love that. And Steve, cool I'm hats, so dude. Anyways, here's my problem. Yo, don't try to take her compliments away. Like <laughs> She's got your back right now. Your comedic banter with Steve and the dynamic you both share is always what I strive for in a relationship. For real, the way Steve, te Steve treats you and the emotional intelligence you both have is admirable. And I can't thank you guys enough for being a great model of unconditional love. Oh, thank Are you. Are you fucking happy? She didn't say shit about your hat. Why didn't she say shit about Because it's hat? a bad hat. I don't think I it's not I'm a good sorry. hat. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so here's my situation. I've been dating my boyfriend for just over two years, and we are in the same field of work. For the sake of an, 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 an anonymity, and non, I can never say this word. Yeah. Anon anonymity. 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 See an enemy. Yeah. Very good. Let's say we work in, quote unquote, sales. We were actually co-workers, but somewhat recently have worked in separate branches for some healthy separation. He's always been super into, quote unquote, sales and thought about getting his master's degree, but never quite followed through. I did, and I'm set to graduate this year. This will come in later. We've always had a great relationship, and I've always had friends tell me they admire the way we communicate and problem-solve together when things come up. Recently, things have been different. He's really passive-aggressive with me over little things, and when I bring them up, he sort of listens, but a few days later, he'll keep making jokes or just throw it back in my face. I'll make a silly joke, and he'll tell me that if he can't be passive-aggressive, I shouldn't either. I'm all for hearing him out if a joke isn't funny, but sometimes I feel like he takes the feedback I give him and throws it back for the sake of getting back at me. Ooh, can't relate at all. I don't get it. He started to believe that it might be related to work. He has some toxic family dynamics and is put down and is put down a lot. So I sense that he values being perceived as quote unquote smarter or a quote unquote expert on certain things. And he definitely was an expert on quote unquote sales before I started school. Quote unquote sales is so <laughs> fucking good. So, oh, that's so good. Since I'm graduating soon and earning a higher title at the same job, I feel like he resents me. I sensed pushback when he would get into silly when we would get into silly arguments about quote unquote sales stuff, but I thought we hashed that out a while ago. Maybe it never really went away. I don't want to break up, but I don't know how to talk about this without making assumptions or setting him up to be defensive. 
What do you guys think I should do? Listen, oh, guys yeah. are fucking lame. His number pride one, is definitely guys are hurt. fucking lame. Yeah. Okay. Number one. Number, number two. One. Guys are fucking lame. Number two. Look, here's the thing. Lame. Okay. I first moved to LA, right? So me and a girlfriend of mine, we were moving to LA together. We moved to LA together. We had done short form improv in San Diego. We, um, you know, came up together in the short form scene, whatever that means. And then, uh, you know, we got to LA with the hopes of doing like long form Harold improv. Doesn't mean shit to you, but it was the idea that we're advancing our yeah. improv career. We're 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 going to graduate, right? Doing we're, the the we're going to improv university. Elite, yeah, exactly. Improv. Um. Well, shortly after us coming to L.A., she gets into um, L.A. comedy sports, and I remember. And that's a short form improv. Short form improv. So I remember just shitting all over her because of it. Because I was jealous. Mm-hmm. Because she made the troop. And I didn't even try out for it, but I was just like, you know, my refrain was, you know, well, we moved here to do the long form shit. Why, yeah. why, why are you reverting? But really, it was just about how she had got, we had gotten here and she was already like back. Now she's a regular. Yeah, being a regular. And then like, performing. you know, I, yeah, and I couldn't fucking, I was, I just couldn't just say good job. Yeah. And, and that's what's so lame about it. It's like, you know, I've matured enough, obviously, past then. I was like 20 fucking years old. Yeah. But at the time, I really, I really um, convinced myself that we moved here with a plan and we're going to fucking do the long form improv. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And you justified it. Yeah, to justify yeah, it. But, yeah. but, uh, but in earnest, knowing now, looking back, yeah. I was just being a jealous motherfucker. And so, you know, it's a pride hit when you, when, you know, even though I didn't even try out for the same thing that she tried out for. It was just a pride hit because I was like, well, she gets to do more than I get to do. I miss, because I missed it. Well, I as a it. performer, when you don't, you're not performing. That's it. You're not getting to perform and you're seeing. And they're leaving. Someone else perform that you don't think is better than you yep. at performing. Yeah. I mean, it's a similar thing to sales and like this, she got a, she got a degree and I was getting a better title yep. and He's like, you're not better than me, you yep. know, and it's this is his way. Which is not what she's trying to say. No, not at all. It's not her fault. Which is at all. bullshit. But it's like a little. He's hurt ego wise, yeah. and he's like retaliating through jokes yeah. because he's trying to cover up how actually hurt he That's is, it. and it's not her fault. So he knows that he can't. He can't like fight with her on it. So he's just like jokes, you know. But it's like kind of. And you know, if jokes. you if you were to disarm him, and I really do mean this. Um, maybe this is not going to work out the way I think it will, but I really do believe if, cause I think if somebody confronted me in that moment where, and, and pointed out how silly it was that I'm trying to compete with somebody that I'm not even competing with, mm. I think if you were like, Hey, you know, we're not in competition, right? Like, like, like me getting this job doesn't take anything away from you. Maybe he will see how silly he's being. Like maybe he actually will. Maybe he won't. Like maybe yeah. he's not ready. Maybe he's not old enough, but you know, time will tell. And maybe you know, you obviously know him better than I do. But just saying, like, he really is. Just, that's all it is. It's just pride. It's ego. Yeah. But I wanted to give you a story that, like, in a time and in a moment where I could literally relate to this because I was being the shitty person. Yeah. I mean, we shared this in another episode, too. And yeah. my moment was because I, I felt like my ex felt competition with me and like resented me whenever I'd got like a big job. Like, it, he went, didn't even feel like he was proud of me. It felt like yeah. he, like, felt jealous you know mm-hmm. and so when me and steve got together 
we're the same similar field same field so I was like I'm never gonna be in competition like how my ex was with you know with me but then you know Steve got this stand-up gig at like the best like stand-up festival ever that like all stand-ups like want to go to the just for last festival and I had been doing stand-up for seven years and he didn't really do stand-up. And so I was fucking jealous. But I didn't want to be the competitive. And I didn't think anything would make me feel competitive. Yeah. But that really did throw me over the edge. And I was like, I couldn't hide the hurt. And like I was trying not to like lash out at him. But I was I was really upset about it. And it's not his fault at all. But I was just like, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to handle it. And... I, th- I think we talked ab- we did talk about Whoa, it because yeah, I was I was emotional and and you were like I got you in you know yeah, and, you like in. you did that's she, the difference right that's how I matured that's yeah. how I matured right because I just wanted to help you and like yeah so that's how I proved to myself and that I, I, I felt like such an asshole after oh, that I know I know but I, okay. but that was my moment of feeling that way which I never thought I just would just to backfill but... it though you you like confronted me and you were like super adversarial for a little bit. Like, yeah like just just about how i got in you didn't all this stuff yeah. but then like i was trying to surprise you that i got you into i know and then yeah you felt like a dick for that That's i all. did i did feel like a dick yeah. um i was also trying to voice that it wasn't your fault and that i was just you know i know but i felt bad but um but even before you told me that you got me in oh, but okay. but like i was trying to be self-aware at the time but i didn't want to acknowledge that i was jealous at the same time and i don't know if if you hadn't gotten me in, let's say, and if you had told me like, hey, we're not in competition, I don't know if I would get defensive at that. I might have, mm-hmm. you know, just in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. So maybe wait for like a calm time, I guess, like a time where you're not even talking about it and be like, you know. I think as long as you can really point to the fact that you're on the same team. Yeah. I think you'll be much better off because- Cause yeah, I, I was same team, ta- same teaming you. I didn't want to believe that I was the type of person that would be, get feel competitive or like jealous about stuff like that. But that's gonna happen. So when it happened, it took me by surprise, and I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know how to handle it, and so I think if at the time, if you would have said, "Hey, you know, we're not, we're not in competition," I would, I'd be like, "Duh, I know," <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like I, because that's not part of my identity, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I told myself so many times I wasn't that person. Yeah. But even though I was directly contradicting that. But maybe it yeah. is good to just set that base layer, just at least communication wise, like, hey, yeah, you know, just so you know, we're not in competition, and I, and I really wanted to establish that with you too, because yeah, we had a thing for a while too, where like you thought for some reason. That I never thought that you were a comedian or whatever the fuck. And that was never something I thought. But you definitely like were communicating to me that you thought that I thought that. <laughs> well, <laughs> a yeah, couple of times. And, and then like a, in the early days. Yes. And then in a heated moment in Germany, you said I wasn't funny. Well, yeah. I was trying to hurt you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that stuck. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. yeah for it took sure. a, a while to like believe that you that you did believe in me. Yeah. After that. No, I get that. Yeah. No, words hurt. And words do yeah. actual damage. That's why you never do it in the heat of a moment. No. Because people say things they don't mean. Yeah. And it's hard to like. And if you're just trying to be. If you're just trying to wave your hands around and say, listen to me. And you say hurtful things. That has consequences. Well, I didn't I didn't mean to get emotional about that. That's okay. Yeah. No, it's good. I didn't even realize like I had any emotions about that. 
Well, I just rem- I just got it transported to, yeah, the, it makes sense. to Germany. Look, that was like in the bathroom. I remember that. I'll never forget yeah. that. You you and me said some shit to each other that was wild. Yeah, it was like that was I told you guys like our first year it was wild. we were fucking nuts. <laughs> like this was not the Nikki and Steve you see now no. at all. No. And people don't believe they're like when we talk about it, we're like, yeah, we used to fight. Like they don't they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Like it was No, we went to war a couple we, times. Battled. The fact that we got through it and we're here is crazy. And that we learned mechanism, like healthy yeah. Yeah. communication skills from it, was, is crazy. Because that was pretty toxic. Yeah, it was like a really. <laughs> oh yeah. Th- but we had to recognize that it was projection. Yeah. It was a lot, and I'm happy that we did because now we're able to share like tools and the and things that we learned, and like we've never had those problems ever again. No. But. Yeah, what a fucking ride. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> and I just like remember it. Oh my gosh. They say the body keeps the score. There's like a there's a book about that where like your any pain or like trauma or whatever like that it's like stored in your body and that like little triggers like you don't even realize it's still yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like a memory just got fucking unlocked and I was like, oh my God, ow. That, it's like somebody cracked your back hurt. and you did acid 10 years yeah, ago. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's sure. exactly what it was like. Yeah. Wow. Because I know you don't, I know, like I don't feel at all that you mean that at no all. Way. Like there's 0% of me. No way. But it's impossible. Yeah. Like I just got transported to that memory. Yeah. No, I remember. I'll never forget that. Yeah. I mean, I'll never, I, you said a lot of things to me as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was war. It was, it, was it was war. It was just mean and war. and uh, It was bad. War is always hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, ultimately, thank fuck that we, you know, and I'm not telling anybody to stay in something like that. Like, if you're like, yo, this is really bad and there's no good parts. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they've we got... had a lot of good parts yeah, in there, yeah. too. So it, it, when you, when you the break down... The core was there. When you break down one bathroom argument in Germany, which was rough... Um, compared to our, our entire relationship together, like I promise you, the, the those were the the the, the greatest lowlights. Like nothing, but nothing compared to the highlights. No, nothing compared to the highlights. And so. It sounds like you guys already have a healthy communication system going for you, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a little. I think it's temporary. And I hey, think it's a little is, a little glitch. Look, and this is why our boy who said, you know, we don't just say follow your heart likes our show because we tell you the real shit. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, we just try to be 100% honest, honest with you guys because we don't try to project the perfect relationship. We we feel like we got to where we got to where a lot of people envy our relationship because we work at it still. We're still working at it, guys. Absolutely. Oh, another thing I wanted to add to this because, and tell me if this is true, Steve. Um, I don't even know if he knows like what he's going through. You know, sometimes yeah. with guys, yeah, for sure, they don't know. We suppress a lot of shit. I mean, with girls too, but like a lot of guys, they're not taught like really to embrace emotions. Emote. You can't emote. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I think this is temporary, and I think you definitely need to communicate about it. I think once he vents it out, and you get to the root of it, and you're and he's able to vent it out, and and you have a partner that's there to like listen and work through it with him. I think this will. I think it'll pass. I do too. But I think he doesn't even know he's jealous of you right now. Like, yeah, no. That's why I think if you just let him know you're on the same team, like yeah. you almost break him loose of this pattern that he's in, where he's like got a fucking front for some reason. Yeah. It's weird. But you know, I've been there, so I get it. You know, I'm not better than him. I I know because I've been there. I actually like see myself in him in that way, and I hate that I was like that. Yeah. And so yeah. I want to attack and beat that. Same. 
that's it. So I've been both of those people. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, look, honestly, just tell him to follow his heart. <laughs> shut, Jesus shut Christ. Up. Just fucking get over and follow You're your worst. heart. <laughs> All right. I hope that helps. Uh, um, big fat pussy lip patty. What was her name? Big fat pussy lips patty. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you want to be anonymous, then that's how you're going to be anonymous sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Okay, we have we have time for one more. Okay. Do you want, and this whatever doesn't get answered, we'll answer. We'll later. answer it. No worries. But um, am I the problem plus love love life advice, or do you want review shit they don't tell you? Yeah, I want review. Okay, I'm kind of scared. Review shit yeah, they don't tell go. you. Hi, my name's Vanessa Van, and okay. I'm a huge fan. Vanessa Van. This sounds fake. She is a sounds like a, a potential superhero. Okay, I'm 22 years old and listening to you guys. It's really helped me reflect on all kinds of things. Okay, maybe it's not fake. Oh no, because now I want to accept this compliment. She's 22. <laughs> she's reflecting already. Both of you are absolutely wonderful people, and I've been a fan of y'all's content for almost 10 years. Oh my gosh, 12 since years you were 12. Old? Holy moly! Yeah, you moly. probably shouldn't have seen my content when you were 12. I apologize for that. Yeah, I, I was in like totally sketches stupid sex sketches <laughs> which one you're 12 oh my goodness okay well thank you for sticking through it with all with all that uh thank you both for being such awesome people i hope you can both continue to make content that y'all genuinely enjoy thank heart you. emoji we're that's gonna, so sweet we love you but we're gonna Thanks, get on the phone Vanessa with Van. the youtube filter squad after this wow <laughs> holy shit 12 years old all right 10 years we are dinosaurs in youtube i know Vanessa Van is such a cool name. It's a cool. It's a great so name. So cool that I thought it was fake. That's so sweet. Thank you for writing. That's really sweet of you. That's really nice. Well, thanks to Vanessa Van, we have time for the lot. Yeah. The other okay. One too. Um, and Thank there's you, more. Vanessa. There's a lot more questions too. So we'll submit more questions and we'll have a we'll yeah. have another episode soon. Yeah. Okay. This one we'll try not to wait two months like sometimes we do. Yes, sir. Um, am I the problem? Plus love advice. Okay. Good morning, afternoon, evening, Nikki and Steve. Just wanted to start by saying I love you guys. Your advice has helped me so much in so many different ways, and I'm extremely thankful. You oh, wow. pushed me to grow emotionally in my young adult life and helped me reach a level of emotional maturity that is needed in life. Truly inspiring when it comes to the hustle, consistency, and being about what you say. Steve's trolling will always be my favorite, though. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Oh, that's very nice. That's very well-rounded. Thank you. On to my shambles of a love life. <laughs> Sorry if this is too long. My name is Keenan, like Keenan and Cal. Okay, I like you already. Yep. I'm 24 years old and I'm a hopeless romantic. Aw. As long as I can remember, my love life has been chaotic. Emotionally unavailable women, past flings of significant others who hated me, manipulative women, etc. But in between all of that, there was always one woman who had my heart and I couldn't stop thinking about her since I met her three years ago. Patty Mayonnaise. There it is. With From the big... Puffy pussy lips. Okay, stop. You need to calm down. You're only allowed one pussy Sorry. lips per show. Okay, thank you. Sorry, Mark. From the first kiss, I knew she was one of the ones that came in came only a few times in a lifetime. Wow. From the she kissed her already. An educated, slightly tall, sporty, career-driven, motivated, independent church girl that could do drugs on the weekends. <laughs> what the fuck? I love it. All right. So specific. He's in love. Then finally, it had lined up, and we were single at the same time. The only problem was, I was seven months out of a relationship I had already emotionally checked out of. And, oh, seven months out of a relationship I had already emotionally checked out of. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she was a week out of one she thought she'd marry in. Mm. Fast forward a couple weeks, literally just enjoying each other's company and talking, she decided to give him a last chance. It made me really sad because she was just saying how she couldn't stop thinking about me and how she shared all the same feelings this time. 
I couldn't say anything because I never wanted to be the type to hold my significant other back as well as a believer of if you love something, you'll set it free. But you can't help but feel bad when it goes from I've never felt this way about anyone to I'm getting married and we can't talk because I'll cheat on him. Wow. That is a, quite a shift. You know what this guy's trying to do? Hmm. Trying to lasso a tornado. Yeah. You can't lasso a tornado. Which can't. is Okay, so which is really weird because they really felt that, that way. If they really felt that way, then wait, they wouldn't get married. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If she yeah, really of course. felt. Yeah. Of course. A month later, she calls me in tears telling me I was right about her fiance. All, all I'll say is he was too controlling. Anywho, her fiance found out about us laying in bed together, calling, called off their wedding and relationship and pushed all types of unloyal accusations onto us. Well, her, that's fair. Gaslighting her, which made her feel worse, guilty. <laughs> you guys laid the same bed. What are we talking about? But they were broken up. Oh, okay. When they were both single. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then okay. she got back together with her dude and and then was like, hey, I'm back together with my dude. I'm not doing anything. Word. Yeah. So she didn't do anything wrong. Um, none of them did. Okay, when we finally decided that we would slowly give us a try, I was honestly ecstatic to finally have someone I could trust with my heart fully. As we began to grow closer, though, she got scared of falling, falling for the wrong person again. I understood that, but she didn't want to accept that I was willing to wait as long as it took to prove I'm, I'm different. She kept saying, I'm noticing things. You deserve so much more. Ultimately, we did stop communicating because she felt like the risk of getting hurt again for the third time was too great. I'm asking, quote, am I the problem? Because most of my love life is either emotionally unavailable woman, good enough to cheat with but not cuff, or I get bored before I even make it to the kiss kissing stage. I know I'm a relationship type relationship type of person and I'm a sucker for love but it seems like emotionally healthy women I'm interested in tend to walk away and chaos always finds me should I let her go this time do I subconsciously enjoy the chaos am I too much of a simp to be a hoe lol this is from Keenan. Keenan, you're good bud you're way good you're yeah. way good you just gotta open up your horizons a little bit look there's always the unrequited love there's always that right but it's, it's a mostly bullshit thing all right, I had one. I had one before Nikki, before any of my current or whatever exes. Like back in high school, there was, yeah. there was always this chick. I was like, dude, that's my chick one day, all this shit. I know who And then, is. yeah, once it all opened up, I'm such a loyal motherfucker, first of all. Yeah. Like I got, I like I was, I was seeing this chick at the time and then the girl that I had waited like my entire, since I was like a freshman. Said she was in love with you. Told me she's in love with me. But I had just gotten with this girl and it was like a two week old relationship. And I was like, you know what? I'm a loyal motherfucker. There's no way I'm going to dump this chick. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I didn't even blink. I actually stopped talking to her because of it. Wow. Because I didn't want Stop to be disrespectful. To the love person. Yes, yeah. I didn't want to be disrespectful to the chick that I was with. Yeah. Now, <laughs> that was a huge mistake. <laughs> Right? In no. a way. Well, it was like in my, like, like um, if I was to talk to myself like as a freshman and as a sophomore and as a junior. Yeah. He would have been like, what the fuck? Right. But So that was a huge mistake to him. But to me, that was my fucking code. That was my moral code. Yeah. And I don't, I don't ever sacrifice my code. Hmm. But um, looking back, the amount that I was into this chick compared to Nikki <laughs> it's not even one percent like it, it's it's really crazy how you know emotions get heightened when you're in high school and yeah when, and when you're younger the first time you feel those experiences. oh man yeah, yeah. and you just think it's the first time and so it's, it's the, the last it's time it's the first it's time, the only time only time blah, blah, blah.
but when you get with somebody who loves you for you and they, you know, prove it time and time again and you guys mm-hmm. go to war together and, you know, we didn't just go to war with each other like we talked about, but we went, we've gone to war together more, more than anything. And we, it's very much like an us against the world. Me and Nikki have had a beautiful time of like, you know what, we'll do it together. Yeah. And it's, it's been better than anything I could ever name or imagine. So I promise you, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you think you're missing, you don't even know what you're actually missing out on. And you got to give it the chance, though. You have to give everything the chance. So stop closing things off because of this chick. Give the new things the chance. Because if I didn't give Nikki the chance, holy shit. Well, so it's about value, valuing yourself. Absolutely. If, if she doesn't recognize what a gem you are, like you, you are bringing, you're like, here's what I got. And it's a lot of goods, right? And if someone looks at it and goes, I don't know, I'm going to look around still. Yeah. Go, okay, cool. But if another customer comes in and they really like it and I like them, they're getting the goods. 100%. Like, you know, like it can't, you can't be like, I'll wait for you as long as it takes. No, <laughs> that's devaluing yourself. Damn right. That's like, be like, hey, what if I 50% off it? What if I, what if I 25%, what if I, what if I 75% off it? Yeah, why are you on it? clearance, bro? Hey, 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 I'll give it to you for free. I'll yeah. pay you to take it. Yeah. No, no, no. The people are like, why are you giving it away so yep. freely? Yep. Like you must, it must not be the real or the real goods. So, so don't do that. I, I'd say you're more respected when you know what you're worth and you put your foot down and you draw a line and you're standing like, hey, I like you a lot. Here's what I got to offer. That's it. And if they say no, believe them. Yeah, move on. Move on. And they'll, they, maybe they'll find out what they missed. Maybe they'll regret it. Maybe they won't. Who knows? But it's not up to you anymore. You're... You know, if you love something, set it free. Definitely set it free the second time. Damn right. You know, <laughs> I I had a a guy in high school that I think I've told the story before, but um, I don't know why I liked him so much. I guess I just never thought I would get a guy like him because he was kind of more popular and I was kind of more outcast weirdo. And I just never thought a popular guy would be into me. And so it like meant more that this guy was into me. And so I totally devalued myself. Like I was like, I don't know what he sees in me. Like, but I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'm just going to try my ass off. And he ended up breaking up with me and calling me weird and telling me all the things that he thought was weird about me. And I was devastated. It really hurt my feelings a lot. Like totally destroyed my confidence. I, I was like, I didn't even feel worth anything to anybody. Um, and then when I eventually got back, my got back on solid ground, figured out who I am as a person. Yeah, um, your center, your I, I wrote a lot back. of stand up about it and it was great and vented nice. it out and nice. and actually that made me feel even better and like more confident. And uh, and then things I went to L A and things started taking off. Eight years later, he runs into one of my best friends in high from high school, my, one of my two that I like that are my best yeah. friends for life. Um, he runs into her. And he won't shut up about me, about how he thinks he fucked up and how he regrets the what he did. And that was eight years later. Yuck. And I heard about that, and it was it was vindicate it was vindication yeah, to good. hear about that's it. Good revenge. I'm glad I got to hear yeah, about it. That's good revenge because it porn let for me sure. know that like even though I completely forgot about him, like I completely forgot about that guy, but I was so hurt for so I was hurt for like two years yeah, about this it. guy. I get it. To like know that that happens to people when you actually start having the confidence to be like, this is what I'm worth. And now I know that. And I know that there are people that will find value in that, that, 
they'll regret it. Can I just say though, as a popular guy myself, I am popular. You, still? Yeah. Or you were? No, I am popular now. I'm popular, oh, you're popular currently. Now. Oh, according sure. to YouTube subscription uh, analytics, I am still popular. For the YouTube channel that you po- that you upload on? No, I don't upload there anymore. For not for oh, years. That's but that's acor- that but no, but according to the total numbers on there, uh-huh. I'm pretty popular. And so, I have to say. I have to agree with him. You're pretty weird. I am weird, actually, so. and that's what my stand-up was about. That he that <laughs> that he nailed it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, fucking weird. I have to say you're fucking weird. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But weird. It, you know what it helped yeah. me do is own it, and like mm. so, like doing stand-up about it. It's like that in Eight Mile, like where Eminem talks about all of his fucking flaws. True. It's that's what I did with stand-up, and said it before. Anyone else could say it. Like, yeah, I already fucking know this about me. Isn't that the best? It's great. I do too. And so it's like, when you, it really empowers you. Where you're like, you know, someone out there is gonna fucking love this weird. And guess what? I found a sucker. Look, there's a sucker born every day. There's a sucker born every day. Barnum Bailey. Locked him down. It's legally contracted now. He he can't get away. That's what Barnum Bailey said. He said there's a sucker born every minute. He's got to put up with this weirdness for life. For life. What did I do? Forever contract. Yep, should have gone in with all my universes. Unrequited high school love. That's what I. That's so, where I fucked up. That's where he fucked up. So and now he's realizing how much hey, he fucked up. You know what I? You know what I always tell everybody? I say I'll get him next time. I say on the next life I'll get him next time. I'll get him next time. I'll get him next. So time. you tell everybody. <laughs> so I tell everybody. And on that note, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for asking your questions. This is not professional advice. Please see your therapist if you're struggling. Uh, can you not tell it's not professional advice? We're a <laughs> shit show, bro. If you can't tell now, you'll never God help know. you. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, get therapy for that. If you have a question, you can email us, podcast at Nikki.limo, podcast at N-I-K-K-I.L-A-M-O. Um, there are a few questions in the Rolodex. Sometimes we don't have any left, but there are some right now, so... If your question yeah. gets in, like if you submit a question and the title seems juicier than the ones that are currently in there, you can compete with those questions it's and coming. we might answer your question instead. Also, I do a show called Crypto Corner every uh, week uh, for three it's hours. Like hours long. With me and my brother. everything. And my brother, who I got into crypto, he's been very well, uh, as well as I. And uh, yeah, we, we just try to help people get into crypto, try to show them the ropes and how we do things. Um, none of it's financial advice. We just try to show you what we've done that's worked pretty well and uh yeah just trying to inform people about the space because there's so much going on that people don't know uh they wish people did but a lot of people ignore it um because it. yeah but because they don't have to worry about it because their husband's <laughs> getting him rich anyway so who no cares? it sounds really cool i'm glad that he knows all about it there you go and if there's anyone to learn from it's him there's so many people that have followed his advice and have made lots and lots of money it's been amazing it's not financial it's not no, financial it's not, advice but i'm happy for it's everybody. entertainment i'm so happy for everybody honestly People it's, uh, made a lot it's of been money unbelievable out. but yeah. you know um the fight has just begun so you know we'll see you on the battlefield all right see you out there all right see you next time. Later.